there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast on Friday, the 27th of August, with me, Peter Watson. I'm joined today for the last time this week by Jamie Teo, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Jamie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Peter? Not bad. Um, obviously, sad that this is going to be your last one um, yep. for, the, for, this, for, for this cycle. Um <laughs> But um, but uh, you know uh, what what are you going to leave us with in terms of your your story of the day? <laughs> mm, I think I'll talk about Pure Gym. Okay. So Pure Gym is thinking of doing an IPO yep. um, because it wants to raise capital, mm-hmm. and um, it definitely doesn't want to do this by increasing the debt because it wants to raise capital to reduce the debt on its mm-hmm. balance sheet. Mm-hmm. So during the lockdown, it took on a lot of debt because mm-hmm. especially uh, when um, gyms were forced to close, they were losing something like half a million pounds every day. Yeah. So that is a lot of money. And um, during the pandemic, they lost between 100 million to 150 million pounds in total. Right. So um, they were, you know, they survived because they they had some support systems that including um, an equity injection from their majority owner, Leonard Green, which is a U.S. private equity firm. Yep. But it clearly has a lot of debt on its balance sheet right now, and it wants to reduce this and also uh, pursue the current growth opportunities in um, the fitness industry post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now it's doing better. Um, all 506 of its gyms are open. And yep. its revenues are almost back to the pre-pandemic levels. And mm-hmm. also membership levels are at 94% of the pre-pandemic levels. So mm-hmm. things are going looking up. Um, and it's looking to expand into different uh, countries. So in the Middle East, in Asia, and in the US, mm-hmm. um, it's hoping to open more new gyms. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think, I think things are looking up because... You know, if you look at the growth opportunities for the fitness industry, clearly the pandemic is something that made a lot of people, um, you know, turn their minds towards becoming fitter and yeah. more healthy. And um, but I do question, like, you know, how much of that is I think a lot of that will be will help benefit gyms. But mm. I remember you were on a podcast, I don't know, a, a while back. And yeah. um you and the person, the other person on the podcast, you guys were talking about um, how people are definitely going to go back to gyms because they don't like working out from home because they want to be with people. And while I agree that people don't, I, I don't like working out at home just because <laughs> there's less space and there are less things you can do. Yeah. But I definitely don't like going to the gym just because there are other people there. I go mm. early in the morning when no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid people, yeah. but I do think that's just you know everyone has their own preferences. So yeah. my pers- my views definitely doesn't represent everyone's views, and people <laughs> like going for people like going for you know group classes. Yeah. So everyone's different, and I think this fitness boom is definitely going to benefit gyms like Pure Gym um, and other gyms in the UK um, and other you know fitness related industries. But as you also mentioned today, Peloton is not doing as well anymore. So, no. yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, lockdown has forced people to think about their own physical well-being. And, mm-hmm. you know, this whole thing about it being, obviously, it physical well-being is tied definitely mm-hmm. to mental well-being. And, and obviously, mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of that, especially over, like, the Olympics, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um 
But, you know, I, th- I think that um, when you've been able to do it for so long and maybe people have been members of gyms but not gone, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly when, you know, under lockdown, I mean, remember those times when the government said, you know, you're only allowed to go out for one hour a day or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that really made people think a lot about, um, exercising and then we obviously we had old uh, good old uh, Joe Wicks with his daily mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. routine um, you know I, I think all of these things have have forced people to think about uh, you know have, have forced people to think about mm-hmm. these things um, and I you know I, I would say I think it's also very interesting to see how these low-cost gyms have developed over time because you know, I, I will freely admit, obviously, I'm an old man and, and I've seen, you know, gyms really develop over over the years because, um, you know, I've I've been a member. I'm not trying to show off here. I'm just saying this is probably how old I am. But, you know, I've been a member of some really amazing gyms um, and right also members of, you know, now currently um, member of, of a, you know, of a one of these low cost gyms, the gym mm-hmm. uh, in Guildford. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I mean, I went from, let's say, so member, I think the best gyms I've been member of is probably, mm-hmm. um, so the the um, Canary Riverside gym, which is, mm-hmm. you know, Canary Wharf, that was about, I think that was about 100, uh, no, sorry, that was about 90-ish pounds per month that had a, you know, that had a swimming pool and was mm-hmm. beautiful. I mean, like, you know, a mm-hmm. spa and everything. Um, and then um, the Reebok, which was, I think, 110 or 120. And this is about 15, 20 years ago, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I've been members of those kinds of places. And, but then, you know, I'd say that at that point, you know, if you were looking to join a gym, uh, if you wanted to in the city, you were looking at mm-hmm. between sort of 50 and 70 ish quid mm-hmm. per month for a gym mm-hmm. that doesn't have a the swimming pool. And then maybe 70, 80 plus per month for one that mm-hmm. does. Now, mm-hmm. when you had the advent of these cheap, cheaper gyms coming onto mm-hmm. the market, suddenly charging 20 quid mm-hmm. a month makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I remember at the beginning thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be a bit you know, bit, I was a bit sceptical because I thought they'd just pack in the numbers mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, and you just go to the gym and they'd be full all the time, you know, because they needed to make the volumes of the, the they needed to get many more members to make the thing more profitable. Mm-hmm. But then actually, as these gyms developed uh, and, and they got more popular, mm-hmm. um, that I thought it's really, the whole model has really changed. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And so, and now, you know, I mean, I, I go to uh, the gym, like I say, in, in, in Guildford, and, and I just, it's it's open for 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, I mean, it's massive, mm-hmm. and it's got really good equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, by, in a way, democratising the, um, uh, you know, uh, the provision of, 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 you know, gyms generally, they have the they have the expertise to be able to mm. go to a market that maybe has mm. gyms that charge quite a lot of money mm-hmm. and disrupt it, but in a really good mm-hmm. way so mm-hmm. that more people can go. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what do you think about that? I think those are really good points because in the U S and in the UK, I think 
you know, the fitness culture is it's much more prevalent than in some other countries like um, Asia maybe, but mm. then it's growing and people are getting more interested. And I, I think the gyms, a lot of gyms in those countries are maybe not as affordable for the general public. Mm. Or, and also I think the fact that it's cheap, so, so the fact that it's cheap will enable it to reach, you know, new markets. Um, but also I think the fact that it's cheap definitely helps with the membership side of things. So what I mean is people people become members and then you know there's this pressure to take advantage of the current boom in the fitness industry mm. because people might get less interested in you know a couple of months time or a year's time or something mm-hmm. but um at the same time if their you know memberships are cheap people who you know sort of fall off the bandwagon maybe they they might just continue being members because mm. you know it's not expensive and then they want the option of mm. going to the gym at some point and yeah. They know it's good for them, so they'll just keep that twenty-five pound. Well, I don't know how much it costs in other mm. cities where, which are mm. maybe more expensive, but uh, not too expensive gym membership, and they want to keep that option for them there. So they, you know, they continue paying without necessarily using yeah. the gym, which is even more better. It's even yeah. more beneficial for the yeah. for the gym. And hey, you know, as an individual, who doesn't like going to the gym at three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> um, or or at least having the option to, should they want yeah. to? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's an, it, I think it's, you know, one is very interesting to see how Pure Gym and, and you know, other gyms like it mm-hmm. have really changed. The, I mean, this is the thing. I think a lot of people that maybe listen to this who uh, maybe not, not as old as me um, <laughs> will just not re- will just think this is normal. You know, like going and oh, yeah, you know, 20 quid for a gym or 20, 25 quid for a gym. Mm-hmm. Um but it's, and, and, and that you can cancel at any time, you're not tied in, you know, that that was not always the case. And, you mm-hmm. know, like I say, these expensive gyms, you were tied in for at least a year um, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you had to give them loads of notice and all this kind of thing. It was a real, you know, it was mm-hmm. a real thing. So so I think anyway, the, the fact that they've they've honed this model over the years means that they're much better equipped to actually um uh, expand overseas and the fact that um, people may feel like they need it more than they than they did in the past plus you've got more people let's say working from home so you can go to the gym at, at, you know you don't have to go to the gym between 12 and 1 mm-hmm. and between 6 and 7 mm-hmm. you know you can go at other times during the day so I think it makes a lot of sense and mm-hmm. uh, they need to I think do an IPO sooner rather than later to take mm-hmm. advantage uh, mm-hmm. of all this, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. So there we go. Um, so um, I, I'm going to move on um, to, and stay, staying within leisure because um, <laughs> it is a Friday after all um, is, uh, you know, I, I like the story about Soho house, um, which is a, you know, a, a, you know, basically a private members club, um and um it floated um last month it's not doing particularly yeah it hasn't done has hasn't done particularly well um since it started but um it has oh it, uh, it owns 30 members clubs around the world um and i just thought it was really interesting because you know this whole this all this thing about um working from home or uh people working from offices i mean we saw um recently that um WeWork is offering uh, desks that you can pay, you know, desk space. You can pay by the day, like 45 quid a day or something like that. 
I just think that this is, um, you know, going being a member, uh, this is going to sound a bit outrageous, I guess, for some people, but bear with me. Um, so I think that this is another uh, area that maybe uh, private members clubs can actually capitalise on um, because they provide attractive space and actually, you know, that can actually be used to work remotely. So, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I, for instance, I've been lucky enough to be invited to a, a number of these places over the course of my career. So I've been to places like um, Shoreditch House a few times, which is owned by Soho House and is very kind of, you know, kind of cutting edge, um, cool kind of place um, to go. Um, I, I'm not getting sponsored, by the way, just to, just to let you know. But, you know, very cool place to go. Loads of celebs in there and things um uh, you know there's there's a few restaurants in there there's um space to work there's a pool top swimming yeah there's a swimming pool on the roof there's a gym in there there's meeting rooms there's all this stuff they've got right mm-hmm. um and then on the other end of the scale i've been to the capital club and the rac club um which are much more in line with what you'd expect of a of a private members club so lots of old men sitting around smoking um smoking uh, cigars um oak paneled rooms uh, hunting <laughs> you know uh, oil oil paintings and things on the wall and lots of marble in in the foyer for instance i mean those kinds of places there there are those as well so there's a real contrast and they tend to have um you know have like themes in a way for members so um soho house um is more kind of media related um whereas say capital club i think is is more for politicians a lot of politicians um and uh, rac is supposed to be for car fans um so you know it's not unusual to walk into the rac and you'll see a super rare ferrari worth millions or something parked in like literally in the reception so i mean there's all those kinds of you know those there's lots of different types of these clubs and i think that as now as a as a floated entity um i think that you know it can actually take advantage of the current climate and maybe try to Mm -hmm. attract more members Mm -hmm. i mean have you do you have a you know would you do you think this would would be a, an attractive proposition for you potentially <laughs> i mean your description of the club sounds amazing like why <laughs> why bother going on holiday when you can go to a club <laughs> <laughs> it's not i don't know about that i'd certainly would, i think i think going yeah. on holiday would be pretty <laughs> but um yeah in all seriousness i would still pick the holiday over the <laughs> club. but it does sound yeah. pretty amazing and i think a lot of people do think that it's a very attractive place to be, especially with the pandemic, you know, mm. people just, I mean, it's affecting all different kinds of industries and uh, people just don't want to be stuck at home. And, you know, um, these sort of clubs are probably a good alternative. And I think um, Soho House has reached, um, a lo- has, has had a lot of applications for mm. memberships recently mm-hmm. and it's like record high levels. So, definitely they can take advantage of that but also i guess there's this risk of um you never know what what's going to happen with um the coronavirus like is the delta variant mm. going to make things harder because surely if if there's some other kind of restrictions that are in place that's going to um you know make things harder for them and they didn't have a particularly good ipo and haven't been performing particularly well so mm. yeah 
Well, I, I think that is an interesting point, and obviously there's always a danger um, of that. But yeah. one thing I would say in the defence of, um, mm. of of this is that actually they said that the membership levels um, actually didn't change that much throughout the uh, throughout mm. the pandemic, and mm-hmm. apparently it was because I suppose to be a member you've mm-hmm. got to have a bit of money, right? Mm. You, you know, and and um, and. I think that uh, the members value the the use of the facilities so mm-hmm. much that they mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that mm-hmm. it was still there mm-hmm. when, you know, the pandemic was over. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as a result, I mean, obviously they weren't going in and couldn't go in and spend the money, you know, mm-hmm. at the bar and, and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, they wanted to keep it going. So kept mm-hmm. paying the subscription, you know, kept paying... Mm-hmm the membership and and by the way i mean a lot of these places just just for fullness if anyone does want to be a member of these and quite a lot of the times you can't go up and say i want to be a member um you have to be uh you know you have to be like suggested and things like that but you never some of them come but anyway the main the main thing is a lot of these places they do want to encourage younger people and um their rates for membership for younger people are way less uh, than oh. the, what they they charge um, older people. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> if you you know if you're in a job and you know someone, you know definitely try to uh, stand someone who's who's a member of uh, these clubs uh, in the hope that they'll invite you to go along, and then you could mm-hmm. sort of casually suggest you'd mm-hmm. like to be a member. Um, <laughs> then then you know that's that's definitely um, the way to go. Cause like I say, they will charge less for younger people because they mm-hmm. want younger people. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's good. I think it's an alternative. Um, it makes mm. life, um, you mm. know, it is an alternative, especially in the bigger cities that have these, these things, um, as a, as a via, I think is a very viable alternative mm-hmm. to having an office. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're only in every now and again, and you want a sort of a, a, a nice place to sit around, maybe have mm-hmm. some meetings. Oh, God, I make it sound so. <laughs> I should, you know, it's it's you know, you've got to do work and stuff like that. But yeah, if you want sort of a pleasant place to go, then it's it's a good. You know, it's it's definitely a goer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you know, if they try and do stuff like that, try to maybe um, uh, you know tar- target smaller small businesses and things mm-hmm. like that i think that they i think that they will see more growth uh mm-hmm. in their membership but there is a delicate balance to be had between um keeping it exclusive enough to make it feel special but mm-hmm. to attract especially now it's a floated entity to attract mm-hmm. enough members to make it profitable Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. But if they can get that balance, um, I think that they will do well. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to pick up on that point that you mentioned a bit uh, a while ago about the um, um, how the members actually want to support um, mm. the the company during the lockdown, even if they couldn't go. And I guess I was just comparing it to you know how the membership sort of works for Pure Gym. So I guess as you mentioned, you can cancel any time, and that mm-hmm. that was is good because it attracts a lot of people. But also, it's bad during the lockdown because people just cancel their memberships during the. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess a lot of companies, even if you can't usually cancel as and when you want to, they might mm-hmm. have some sort of interim program where um they don't make you pay during lockdown. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's there's this there's much less you know loyalty or this much less of a sense that you need to 
you need to be a member to keep it going because yeah. you know, there's this idea you can cancel anytime. Yeah. 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 That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you're attracting a different type of member, I mm-hmm. think, aren't you really? Um, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think that uh, it's, it's very interesting. We're living in, 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 in very interesting times. Um, the, uh, what people, I think, you know, uh, overall coronavirus has, has, you know, obviously it's, it's, has been very tragic um, for a number of people, uh, a source of tragedy for a number of people. But it's also been a source of reflection as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And for not for work, for your own well-being. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, in, and, and certain industries and businesses will um, have developed much uh, more quickly than mm-hmm. than they may have done had it not been um mm-hmm. for the coronavirus mm-hmm. um so i think that actually today what we've talked about with regard to gyms um as well as uh private member clubs um i think you know sort of fits quite well with the overall you know mm-hmm. theme of of how things are changing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so anyway on that deep and philosoph- philosophical note uh on a friday <laughs> um i think we're gonna have to leave it there mm-hmm. um but um i'd just like to say um thank you jamie um no for being on it this week it's been a lot of fun mm-hmm. um and uh, uh also as always um uh, thank you very much for the listeners to listening to this and um supporting us i hope you've um found uh, value um, for what we say uh as always uh you know please if you want more we've only talked about two uh, we've only talked about two stories, but um, today there were 12 stories in uh, Watson's Daily. Uh, and if you subscribe to Watson's Daily, you get access to that, but a whole load more as well. Um, just also to say I'm still working on the upgrade, so it's taking a bit longer than expected. But don't worry, please bear with me. They will be out and it will be good. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, I will leave it there. So thank you very much indeed uh and we'll say farewell for this week and we'll be back again on tuesday because of course monday is a bank holiday and i hope that you have a great bank holiday weekend many thanks <laughs>